All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers can learn how to grow their bootcamp and social media. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers go to grow their bootcamp and social media. I'm super excited because continuing on with the theme of interviewing the top fitness professionals in New Zealand, I have one of the top. She actually won two awards at FitEx last year. It's hard enough to win one award, right? This person won two of them and two interesting awards. The first award she won was the Group Exercise Own Choreography Instructor of the Year Award, which is pretty cool because it's quite a professional one. But she also won the People's Choice Award, which is a very popular one. So not only does she know a thing or two, but she's also very popular. So it's my pleasure to introduce the one and only Ms. Liz McLeod. Liz, how are you? Oh, I'm great. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to speak with you. You too. Hey, um, Liz, I like to start all these podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got one for us? Oh, yeah. You know, probably keeping it really simple and saying, make today matter. You know, it keeps it keeps it in the now without worrying about the future, makes things really manageable. Um, it's, it's, it's a nice, healthy state of mind, I think. So um, I like to use that for myself, and also I like to help my clients and participants that way too. You know, it makes it happy. I'm so glad you brought it up. That's how I live my life, actually, because I find if you, you can't change the past, right? No point in worrying nope. about the past and the future is the future. All you can really do is the present today. And I even like right now. You've actually inspired me, Liz. My goal is to make this next half hour the most important thing out there there is. So I'm excited for you oh. and the listeners. Now, Liz, <laughs> a, bit of, um, a bit of research on yourself and, and seeing what you do. But if someone's mm-hmm. listening to this and they don't know who you are, could you give us just a brief background? You don't have to give the life story, but just a minute or two. What is it that you do now? How did you get into that? Well, right now um, I'm doing group fitness mainly. Um, I have done that for a number of years. I've been in the fitness business for about eight years. Um, I had been running a personal training business as well, but I found that uh, my life actually got far too busy. Um, I was too successful and I seemed to be working um, lots and lots of hours and raising a young family as well. I just, I I couldn't, I I couldn't juggle everything. So um, I found that doing the one-on-one personal training, which I was doing as a private business from my home and out doing boot camps, that that was um, taking up a lot of my time. And I was finding more success working for a a local gym um, down in my community. And um, so I find it less stressful, actually, uh, working down there. So I decided to go for that and just leave the personal training side of things, the one-on-one personal training side of things, just on the back burner for for the moment. Um, So I'm using 
That knowledge, however, in all of the own choreography classes that I do, um, both the, the aqua classes that I run, but also the seniors classes that I run. And I've also do, I also do um, pre-choreographed classes too, um, the Les Mills classes. So yeah, it's, it's, um, I got into it by, um, I've always been fit. And after I had my two kids, it was my sister-in-law, funny enough, who lives in Australia. And she had been inspired by the baby boot camps that you've got in Australia. And she thought that I would be really good at running something like that. And um, so I looked up at the, uh, the local um, university where the personal training courses are run. And one was starting two weeks um, two weeks later, and I thought, okay, right, this is written in the stars, and it just all fell into place. It really all fell into place, one thing after another. Awesome. Yeah, so it's, it's, yeah, it's good business, good business to be in. Yeah, so now you're focusing mainly the seniors and the aqua, is that right, Liz? Well, it, it's, it's it, I found myself that I'm moving more into the seniors business. That is, I do the, the group fitness, the Les Mills group fitness, because that's just great fun. But I find that more and more of my uh, direction is moving towards the, the senior community and how I can better help them maintain a quality of life. Um, and it's, it's, they're a really gorgeous group of people. And especially the ones that um, I meet at the gym because they're, they're the, the active ones that are coming and they, they want to get their fitness. Um, so they've been a really lovely group to be involved with. Yeah, better than the millennials, hey. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> don't, don't answer that. Don't answer, don't answer. <laughs> Everybody's different. Everyone's different. Um, well, hey, Liz, that's what I'd like to talk about today because I get this question a lot with my listeners. They're like, hey, I want to train seniors. I see that there's, A, a market for it because not that many people over here in Australia anyway are doing it. But B, these are people that can really, really benefit from exercise and more Definitely. specifically exercise with a trainer. When you're young, hey, you can go to the park and run around, it doesn't matter too much. There's a little bit more things to be aware of as you get older. So that's what I'd like to talk about today. And I figure there's two ways we can go into it. The first way is if someone's listening to this and they do want to train that population, how would they go about it? Where do they start? Are there certifications they should do? Where do they find these people? Do they start sure. with a gym? Do they start on their own? Just blurt out everything you got for me, Liz. Well, when I did my personal training um, course, my qualification, part of that did um, educate me on seniors and the different um, issues that seniors can um, have, you know, joint replacement, um, different heart conditions and um, breathing conditions, medication that they might be on, which would affect um, heart rate and different effects to exercise. So I did have that knowledge prior to starting. But um, as most of your listeners will know, um, when you're first new to the business, um, it can be quite daunting going out there on your own. So getting, getting knowledge from other personal trainers can be really helpful. Yeah, um, if you can. And that's what I did. I actually spoke to people who had been in the business longer than me just to find out um, what they did to give me confidence in my, my own business. And before I started doing the group 
seniors classes, um, I actually had a couple of seniors one-on-one -on -one clients. And what I did, again, as a new personal trainer, I took, I took them gently. It was slow to start, um, and you've got to be very, very careful with just simple movements, not being very complicated uh, movements, because, um, again, sometimes the older generation uh, doesn't have the knowledge um, to move in, in more difficult uh, ways. So you do a simple, a simple stand to sit, which just means using a chair and they stand and sit, which is a, a squat, definitely not with a bar across their back. But, you know, all, all the moves you get taught as a, as a PT, but done way more gently. Um, and using, using um, rather than going to uh, zero short of failure or one short of failure, you would, you would make two or three short of failure so that they definitely got that safety gauge within their, um, you, know, you know, within their technique as well. You don't want to, to damage their muscles too much and put them in any pain. Um, so gently did it, really, really gently. And over time, they do get fitness benefits over time, um, maybe a little bit slower than with some of the younger um, population. Uh, but to be honest, that suited the guys that I, I have seen, both in one-on-one -on -one situations and in the group situation, which I work with now. They want to be safe. They want to be sure that they're going to be okay. They don't want to hurt, hurt. Um, they are protecting their joints. There is definitely a little bit of fear is in inverted commas there um so taking th things slowly they appreciate um but definitely lots of communi communication so that you know what they're feeling um watching the joints watching their technique and and so communication is key communication is key um and to be honest also this group of people want to to have that connection with someone they actually want to socialize and that's where I've found a great deal of the fun comes with the group situation. Um, many of this population have lost a partner. So they're now finding, you know, the, the kids have long gone, um, their partner perhaps has passed away and they're now on their own. So by joining a group or coming to a, a, a personal trainer, whatever, um, they're getting their socializing so being you know dogmatic about oh you've had 45 seconds rest come on we're, we're, we're into the next set that doesn't really matter mm -hmm. you know you've got to just keep them moving make sure there's lots of fun there so that they go away feeling really good and that in itself is is um, a huge fitness gain not that they will get stronger they will get fitter the heart and lungs will improve but they're their, their, their happiness, that's, that's also hugely key with this age group. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. That's, that's, that's probably, um, I don't know if that was, <laughs> you got enough out of that. I've, I've got about a million notes here, so I'm just going to summarize <laughs> them for the listeners and just make sure that I've got everything in order and okay. go from there. So yes. I'm just going to start with the certificate. So Liz covered some of that in her, in her initial qualification. So if you're listening to this, make sure that you have some sort of qualification. The way it works in Australia currently is it's an elective. 
So some colleges do it, some don't. You may have done it, you may not have done it. If you've done it, that's great. If you haven't, go out and do that extra qualification because it's worth it. Um, the best place to start is one-on-one. -on -one. So if you are going to train those that senior demographic, it's probably not the best idea just to run straight into a big group. It's probably easier to start with that one-on-one -on -one setting, learn to see how that demographic works, and then as you get more comfortable with it, then you can expand onto the group. It's more a matter of a safe than sorry sort of things here. If someone's a bit younger, okay, you can push them a little bit harder, that's great. But if you're working with the senior population, it's almost better to go the other way and just be safety first and then slowly get results. And I'm guessing a lot of it's probably a matter of, I'm not even going to say results, but even just slowing down the aging process, right? Like as you get older, these things are going to happen. You're going to get that, you're going to lose a little bit of muscle. You're going to put on a little bit of weight. All those things are going to happen. If we can slow down that process, hey, that's a result in itself. So I'm guessing that's a, a part of it there. And they will get results over time anyway. It just may be a little bit slower than the other population. And also a big part of it is the connection. So it's not necessarily about, okay, I'm going to go to the gym and get these really big biceps. It's more about, hey, part of my day is going to see my friends and this is what my friends do. We go and exercise together because, yes, we're getting the benefits, but also I'm getting that connection as well. And I believe that's, especially in that population, as Liz mentioned, because they're older, maybe their partner's passed, their kids have moved out. But even in today's society, I heard a good quote the other day that connection is human connection is now a commodity. Right, It's harder and harder to get with all these technology and working online and that sort of thing there. So I think for anyone that's a benefit, but specifically seniors. Did I summarize that all right there, Liz? That was pretty good. Yep, well done. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's move on to the next stage now. So let's say someone's listened to that. They're like, okay, that's great. I've got a bit of an idea what this is about. How do I find my first client? I'm 30 years old and I usually just post on Facebook to get my clients, but I don't have any 60, 70, 80 year old friends that I can train. Do you have any suggestions of how they could get started training people in that demographic? Well, going to um, going to the places where the senior population hang out, <laughs> so retirement villages, that sort of place you could go and approach them. Um, and uh, the, putting up a notice perhaps in a town hall or something if you're offering um, a, a gentle fit class, uh, that, that would be another way to, um, to start building a business. But uh, word of mouth is, I have found to be very effective. You know, once one person um, comes and, and is happy with the, the, the class and the product that they're receiving or the, the service they're receiving, um, they tell their neighbor, they tell the, you know, who tells the other neighbor, who tells the wee lady they meet down at the dairy, you know. And next minute, you know, you've got two people bringing a friend. And um, so, yeah, it just, just to start the ball rolling, you probably want to go to those areas um, to try to, to just establish uh, connections with the older population, yep. Yeah, love it. And to be honest, that's the same with any business, right? Anything, any person you're looking to market to, go where those people hang out. And hey, if it's the younger people, they hang out on the internet, right? So go and promote yourself on the internet. If it's the older population, eh, it's not going to be so much the internet. So it's going to be going to the retirement villages. I'm guessing the health professionals as well. Do you do any of that? Do you liaise with any GPs or any physios or anyone that has that older demographic and any cost referrals? 
No, I haven't done that um, specifically, although I do uh, have an accreditation um, for my, my Gentle Fit class, um, which is run by um, or funded by ACC, which is the Accident Compensation Corporation in New Zealand. So they're looking to help prevent injury as well as treat people who have um, got an injury. Yeah. So they are actually funding... Um, classes such as my own through a group called Harbour Sport um, to try to promote um, balance and strength for this demographic um, to actually try to stop further falling. So it's like fall prevention programs, basically. Yeah. So um, they they do an awful lot of that for me. So I, I have you know affiliated myself with that group rather than going to specifically a doctor or a physio. It's um, this regional um, Harbour Sport, as I said, is a region in the north of Auckland. They are working um, along with the, the the Ministry of Health to help fund these classes. Nice. Yeah. So you've gone that's, that. That's huge. Yeah, you've gone that step above. That's even better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. So that's given us a pretty good picture there, Liz. What about the next stage? So now let's say someone's got a client or they've got a group. What do you actually do in those sessions? Do you run it like any other boot camp? Are they doing burpees and jumps and that sort of thing? Or is it gentle Tai Chi and just going for walks around the block? What do these sessions involve? Well, um, there's obviously going to be different levels of mobility. Um, as people get older, probably the number one issue is um, fall prevention. There's a, quite a scary statistic that um, says that as you get over the age of um, 80, 85, um, the, the, you're in a higher risk of falling. However, if you are 65 um, and have fallen, or 70 and have fallen, you automatically jump into that same risk category as an 80 plus year old oh, wow. because you lose your confidence mm. so there are different there, there's different mobility levels there's different confidence levels there's different strength people have of course um in this age group they they do have um replaced knees in some case arthritis is is rife um so I have to make sure each of the exercises that I do have, have got options where they can be reduced or they can be increased in their challenge. So, for example, taking um, a squat, which everybody knows, in the senior group, I would have a chair placed with its back against the wall to avoid it tipping over. Yeah. Even on the chair, I could fold some blankets to raise the height of the chair up so that um, some senior people who do not have the, the, the strength in their legs to be able to sit on a dining chair, um, they have it, the height raised. Whereas some of my um, fitter and stronger um, participants, they would be able to do um, a, a squat down to a chair height potentially, but without the chair there. Or they would even just just tap the chair and stand up. Yeah, from there you can keep them. You know, time under tension. You don't let them stand fully, um, or you can or you can also give them a, a band or a plate to to hold if you've got that sort of equipment um, available. So the, the, there's the, you need to have um, you know a few ideas of how to 
um, raise the uh, raise how difficult an exercise is, but also make it much more accessible to those that are just a little weaker or a little um, less able. Yeah. Okay. So let's summarize that for the listeners there. What I'm taking out of that, Liz, am I right in saying you probably need to be more aware of the general differences in the population than you would an average person? If there's a, well, not average, but a younger person. So if you're running a class with a younger person, you can sort of say, hey, guys, the exercise is squats. Yeah. If you're a little bit fitter, do a squat jump. Yeah. If you're just starting off, don't get as low. But in the senior population, it needs to be a little bit or a lot more uh, cautious of those sort of things, specifically in regards to the mobility and the fall prevention. Yeah. Is that how you, are they, yeah. you want it? Yes, I go. So no, I just saying you, you you do want you want to make sure that they're successful. You know they, that they're not going to give up. You know because the the gym the gym life. You know doing this is is um, quite alienating alien to a lot of them. So you really got to make sure that it's fun, it's effective, and that they can do it. So like I mentioned um, with the chair, you know, you say you've got a push up, you do a push up against the wall so that they and you explain it to them and sometimes you've got to each session you've got to explain the same thing over and over again um, but that's just the nature of of the age group um, so yes you do need to make sure you've got um, very simple versions of each of the exercises as though you had a very unfit and um I'm going to use the term weak. I'm not sure if that's a very good term or not. But a, a, a weaker person who doesn't have a huge amount of muscle strength, um, regardless of age, you know, it could be somebody that's, that's uh, you know, just rehabilitating. How would you make that person successful in a squat? You know, you would raise the height of the, the seat up or, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd isolate the muscle and leg extensions or whatever. Um, so, yeah, you'd certainly have to, to think about um, making each move, each functional move, accessible to different strength levels and different abilities. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Now, let's go a little bit deeper still because I'm envisioning this class going on in my head here. And at the moment, all I see is the chair and the wall. We've mentioned the chair. We've mentioned the wall. Tell me a little bit more about these classes. Are they outside are they body weight are they machines in the gym are there dumbbells and bands what sort of equipment do you use what goes what goes on in there okay so at my particular class I'm, I'm lucky enough to have a large um group fitness room so i've got some um 60s music playing in the background which is really nice and um i'm able to wear a microphone as well so that everybody can hear me which is also um really really good and what i do wear is um a little beeper you know, the, um, so a little buzzer goes off. It just sits on my shoulder. Um, so even if I'm talking to somebody, people can hear the, the buzzer go off in the, um, in the microphone. Um, so I have typically 10, 10 stations set up around the room. So that could be a chair squat or a Swiss ball squat. I have um, elastic bands with handles set up on some upright posts that are, um, you know, frames for say, weight stacks or whatever, so they're very secure, um, and they can be doing um, standing rows or standing push um, exercises there and another station. And I have little cards, laminated cards on the floor, which has got a description of the exercise, a picture, 
um, and also um, on a lot of them I've got um, which muscle group they should be filling it in or the area of the body that they're filling it in just so people know but I make sure that I go round and, and check everyone so typically people work in twos or threes um, I, I'm now getting about 30 35 people per class so I can't cope with all of that on my own I have a 1 to 15 ratio that has um, been suggested through through my, my learning um, and some and these are with people who are managing they're probably intermediate seniors let's say they're not I've had a couple of people that have come in one lady with a stick and I found that I um, either myself or I've got an assistant now that comes in one of the gym staff comes in as my second person when I've got um, 30 odd people so uh, he had to stay with the lady with a stick to make sure that she she was safe um, and also had had modifications that she could she could do the exercises. That's another thing that that in a group situation, um, I I need to be able to say to some people, look, this class isn't suitable, um, but there is this on offer. And be able to give them an alternative. And I'm I'm currently working with the the um, the council gym that I'm in to to run um, classes where there's more chair based work to try to just you know call it silver sticks or something you know. So so people who are quite um, wobbly and really dottery on the on their feet that they've got something that they can do and manage. Um, this class that I'm, I'm currently describing is probably just a little bit more able. Um, but what I do do, so I've got 10 exercises. Um, quite a few of them are balancing exercises. If I'm going to do step ups, for example, I make sure that people know they don't have to use a step, that they can just do a forward back movement on the floor. If I am using a step, I place it against the wall. And the step is one step could be you know a few inches off the floor, but um, the, the other ones are uh, the lowest setting. They got can hold on to the wall if they're doing the step ups. Um, I've got other balancing exercises where they stand on one leg and and throw a ball up and down, you know. So I do those ten stations, but what I have found to be um, very useful is regularly. Not necessarily in between everyone. I make the guys walk up and down the room. So each station is about a minute and a half. And in between each station or every third station, I get them to walk up and down the room for a minute and a half, giving them the option to rest or practice balancing by starting to walk with one foot in front of the other, heel to toe, or some of the um, stronger guys, I get to do um, sort of a very slow um, leg extensions out front with their arms, and then they swing back into uh, something that looks a little like a warrior three yoga pose. So it's hip strength, leg strength, balancing. Um, some guys, if they want to boost their cardiovascular, I get them to run on the spot for 20 steps. And then they, on the spot, I don't get them to race up and down. So it's, it's on the spot so that the impact, I don't encourage anybody to do any impact unless they really want to. Um, so the run on the spot could just be quick movements with their feet hardly leaving the floor. 
and then they take 10 steps to, to rest. So over a minute and a half, they're getting that little cardio boost, um, but lots and lots of options during that time. Um, and then they move on and they, they do um, the remaining stations with these walks in between um, punctuating. So that, that works really well. And um, the warm-up, I, I actually do some Tai Chi-style movements, um, Qigong-style movements as the warm-up. Um, I do, let's say, two songs. So the first song would be Gentles. Um, not, nothing too complicated. So it's, it's uh, Tai Chi, Qigong movements that I've adapted um, to a little bit of flowing music. And then after that, I do uh, just some um, typical marches on the spot and heel digs and little hammers with the arms, you know, sort of group fitness type, simple, simple things to a reasonably um, slow, steady beat. Uh, just to make sure all the joints are, are nice and warm and the, the heart rate's warm before we move into the, the circuit. Um, so, yeah, the, the session goes on for about 45 minutes um, with a little uh, cool down at the end. We put the equipment away and then we, we do some dynamic stretches, controlled dynamic stretches before we do some um, uh, static ones. But again, with doing doing stretches, you've got to be aware that, you know, stretching the quad, for example, not everybody can reach for their ankle at the back to stretch the quad. So you would use a step or there's chairs around the room, of course, so people can put their foot up on a chair or I show them, like, I, sometimes I go and actually hold the foot for them um, to, to help stretch the muscles out. But it's, um, yeah, again, it's just being aware of, what can you do if someone has limited flexibility, limited strength, um, replacement joints so that you, you, you've got to watch with their range of movement, but you want them to be successful in all the functional movements that a human can perform with fun. So it's, yeah, all, all of that tied in together. It's, it's, um, it's, that's what's so really rewarding about it is it does make you think, but what a fantastic group to work with. They're just a delight, an absolute delight to work with. Yeah, really, really, really rewarding. I can, I can hear it in your voice, Liz. I can tell that you yeah. love working with that demographic <laughs> there. I'll just do a quick summary for the listeners there. So. Yeah. Similar to what we mentioned before where it's those options. There's a lot of options going on. And from the sounds of things, what's also important is going back to the four prevention. It sounds like there's a lot of balance stuff there. Still yeah. in, in a safe setting, but balance is a big focus there. In Huge. terms of equipment, there's a lot of body weight stuff, a lot of balance stuff, a little yeah. bit of Swiss ball stuff, a little bit of step stuff, a little bit of band stuff. That seems to be the, the go-to in, yeah. in that area yeah. there. And what's also important is some sort of a cardio movement that everyone can go in their own pace, whether it's walking around the rooms or for the more able, able people, they can do those sprints at the spot, being careful of the impact. And I think also the most important point you mentioned as well was the fact that it's not necessarily for everyone, depending on the situation, but I feel also the bigger the group. If you're you know one-on-one, -on -one, hey, by all means, if it's a couple people in there, maybe you can deal with some of those people that are less able. But if you're in yeah. a group with 15, 20, 25, 30, 35 people, it's not going to be for everyone and you've got to also be aware of that. So I love those those points there. Liz, before we jump, I'd just like to talk a little bit about the FedEx convention. Are you coming this year, are you? 
I am actually going to be there. Yes, yes, I'll come and see you. You're going to win all the awards again, are you? <laughs> no, not this year. I'll leave that for somebody else to do this year. <laughs> well, um, I just was hoping, Liz, you could give us a quick rundown. If someone's listening to this and they're on the fence, they're like, what, you know, this FedEx, this New Zealand convention thing, eh, seems okay, should I go, should I not go? What's your take there? Do you think they should go and why or why not? Well, I've, I've been to a few of them now and um, I find them hugely informative. I find that the, there's so much going on that there's actually not enough time to, to go and see everything that I would like to go and see. Um, you can have a full day, 9 till 5, um, both Saturday and Sunday, and I think even it runs on Friday as well. But there's there's a lot of real practical advice there. There's a whole array of um, different topics and different um, aspects of the fitness business, um, both from you know running um, sessions to actually the manage managerial aspects of of running your business. You can you can get all sorts of advice there, um, and. I found it to be really educational, and that's that's funny enough where I got quite a lot of my um, knowledge for the the work with the older population. Um, they had a, a specific um, aging um, symposium one year, and um, the the people that spoke there were were really knowledgeable and up to date. It just also brings you up to date with with some of the latest um research that's that's being underdone because this this business is changing all the time you know one thing you thought that was practical two years ago and um, might have been um you know disputed now and, and there's something else is on the on the go so it's it's i think it's really good to come in here as many different viewpoints and different topics as possible so that we can be a bit clearer about this emerging um industry that we work in so that we can then bring this to people because it's people's lives we're talking about you know, we've got to we've got to have as much knowledge as we can um, to be able to to help people have the fullest and safest fitness experience to give them a good quality of life. Um, so definitely, it's it's um, I thoroughly enjoyed the FedEx um, the, that I've been to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a huge fan myself, so I'm looking forward to seeing you and meeting you there this year, Liz. That leads on to my next question as well. So FedEx is obviously a good place to get more info. If someone's listening to this and they're like, hey, like I like what Liz is doing and I want to upskill myself and learn more about training the elderly population, do you have any suggestions? Is there any people you follow, any books you read, any courses you've done where if someone wanted to further educate themselves, they could go and further educate themselves? Well, funny enough, AUT, where Fitex is going to be run, that's where I did my personal training course. And they actually run a seniors program called Never Too Old. And uh, so, so I've, done, I've done that training course there, and I assist with the, the Never Too Old program also at the gym. Um, so that's probably going to the education providers that they've got their qualification from and asking are there any um, other courses spe specifying um, senior populations. Um, so I've done that. I, I've also uh, picked the brains of, um, if I've been to a physiotherapist or a chiropractor or a doctor, I go, oh, by the way, I've got such and such and this question, what do you think on this? And I pick, pick people's brains whenever I, I happen to um, be in their company of a specialist. Um, but you know, the internet is massive. 
the internet has got so many great um, websites. There's one called Elder Gym that um, I get a few uh, ideas from. But if if someone was needing um, like balance exercises, say balance exercises for and um, the senior population, you Google that. There's going to be a hundred and one things come up. Um, you know, arm exercises for um, the older population, leg exercises. But I would recommend that people try them out first. Mm. Don't just copy them and, and then do it. Think, think, think. Try them out and see if my client um, has got a replaced hip or they've got arthritis where they don't have as great movement in their hips or their shoulders. Are they going to be able to do this? Um, so that, no, of course, not everything we, we hear or read or see on the internet is actually good. So please try out any movement first so that you've got first-hand experience and then you can relay that onto, onto the, the, the client. I love it. We'll do a summary there as well. So step number one, Liz got her qualifications from AUT. If you're in the Auckland area, that's probably a good place. If you're elsewhere in the world, see where you got your qualifications from and see what the, the upskilling thing is there. On top of that, if you're in contact with a specialist, a physio, a chiro, a doctor, have a chat to them and see what they see, probably injuries-wise as well. They're probably like, well, hey, this is the common injury we see from these people here. This is what causes it. Stay away from that or that sort of thing. On top of that, the internet, what's important on the internet? Like as Liz mentioned, you can Google it and get a billion ideas. Just make some of them are good, some of them are not so good. So test them out yourself. And it also goes back to a little bit of the one-on-one the -on -one before the group stuff as well, where it might be an ID, test it out yourself. All right, cool, let me test it out with one person. Okay, cool, now I'll bring it into the group setting there. So I, I love those suggestions there, Liz. Hey, that's all we've got time for today. Is there anything I forgot to ask or is there anything you, you wanted to add on there or anything you wanted to finish off with? I just want to say to anyone listening, don't be afraid of the, the group, of this, of this um, demographic. They're, they're just people, just like the younger demographic. Um, they, they, their joints do the same thing. They just might be a little stiffer. They might be a little slower, but they're not broken. <laughs> they can still move you've just got to have certain um, which we should always have with anybody we should have certain uh, um, care uh, when moving somebody's body we don't know how they feel whether they're 20, 30, 40 or 75 or 80 um, so it's, it's, not, it's not difficult you just got to be aware you just got to do a little bit of research take things slowly but don't be afraid always get feedback from the person how does that feel is it and they say oh it's painful you stop so you, you must tell them at the beginning if anything feels sharp stop immediately tell me and we'll change it yeah so if you just think gentle get them to give you feedback um it can be really rewarding and they they, they want help they want us to help them so so please go for it Love it. And I'll, I'll even add to that. I think a lot of them need our help. And it's it's an untouched thing where I feel that's the demographic that needs the help the most. And a lot of trainers are scared to go in there and they just, ah, someone else will do it, someone else will do it. And if that's the attitude, nobody's going to do it. 
So we need people to do it. So I love that you've brought that there, Liz, and I've mentioned that you. I love that you've mentioned not to be scared of it. But um, hey, that's all we've got time for today, Liz. Thanks very much for your time, and I'll see you in Auckland. You're very welcome. Yeah, fantastic. All the best, Jono. If you liked the show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your boot camp, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.